Hey everybody, Ian here. I'm not exactly feeling all that great, so for this article that I'm going to be covering, I'm just going to go ahead and leave the camera off. But I want to talk about HR 3684, which is the infrastructure bill that Joe Biden's trying to push. It is chock full with a lot of really bad ideas. So this article we're going to be talking about is coming from The New American. Infrastructure bill would usher in Great Reset, House to Vote Monday. And as you can see, this article came out on the 25th which means that it hasn't passed the House just yet. Fortunately, the U.S. House of Representatives is preparing to vote on a $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill that, if passed, could pave the way for an even larger bill codifying the Great Reset into U.S. law. Now, don't let the name fool you. This is anything but an actual infrastructure bill. As a matter of fact, it's more of the Green New Deal in disguise complete with race-based legislation, which is something we should never have in this country. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Majority Leader Steny Hoyer announced that the vote over H.R. 3684, titled the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, will occur on Monday. The bill previously passed the Senate on August 10th by a 69-30 to 30 vote. If passed unamended by the House, it will head to President Joe Biden for his signature or veto. As of this writing, it is unclear whether H.R. 3684 will pass, although several Republicans, pressured by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, are likely to vote for the bill. House Republican leadership is urging members to vote against it. Additionally, the Democrats are divided over the bill, with the furthest left Democrats unwilling to vote for it without more radical measures being simultaneously considered. Like I said, there's a lot of things in this bill that have absolutely nothing to do with infrastructure, such as broadband upgrades. Again, that's something that should be done by the private sector. Electrical school buses, which I'm not sure why the federal government needs to do this. This is something that cities should be doing. And addressing racial discrimination and in infrastructure, whatever that means. Apparently, back in the 50s and 60s, a bunch of houses were bulldozed to make way for um, interstate highways and the thing that they tend to leave out is that this happened to white communities as well, not just minority ones. Now, another thing that they want to do is when it comes to contractor bids is give preferential treatment to minority-owned businesses, which is a bad idea. They're, they're basically picking a company based off of the skin color of the person that owns it and not the actual merit of the work or the company itself, which is something we should never be doing in this country. We also have a uh, new tax regulations on cryptocurrencies. And of course, that's what we want, right? We want more of the federal government in our pocketbook, taking our money. It's the reason why we're seeing these changes in rules with PayPal, where now PayPal basically wants your tax ID along with your photo ID so they can ensure to pass that information on to the IRS to ensure that you're properly taxed on anything that you receive via PayPal. It's also the reason why we've seen this new legislation or these new rulings around any transaction over $600, I guess the federal government's going to be looking into. And that's the reason why they need to hire all these new IRS employees, which is just absolutely insane. Now, of course, they're saying that all these regulation changes are going to be used to go and tax the rich, which they are not. They're going to primarily be used against the middle class. And last but not least, we have the delaying of the drug rebate rule. And of course, because this is connected to Trump, it's automatically controversial. But apparently this was supposed to save up to $51 billion for Medicare and Medicaid, but it's not going to happen, most likely. 
As the New American previously reported, only 9% of HR 3684's spending would go towards actual infrastructure. Furthermore, according to multiple projections, it will add up to $351 billion to the deficit without having any significant economic impact. So it begs the question, if there's no economic impact, then why the hell are we doing this? And of course, for people who actually dig deeper into it, it's really about facilitating the Davos agenda and getting the Green New Deal passed in the United States. As the TNA also previously reported, the infrastructure lacking bipartisan bill includes the following radical provisions. Mandates that states create carbon reduction programs with the federal government choosing which plan to accept or reject. And again, this has absolutely nothing to do with infrastructure and everything to do with the Green New Deal. Creates a pilot program for a mileage tax, which would track how many miles individuals drive, something that would infringe on Americans' privacy. Penalize drivers in low-density areas and make driving too costly for some Americans. Now, this is something that the fact checkers went and circled the wagons and really jumped on to go and defend because it was being said that it was an eight cents per mile tax. But in reality, it's this pilot program. But the funny thing about it is if they weren't going to go and do it, why would they go and try out a pilot program? Because that's ultimately the goal, right, is that they want to go and do this. I don't think it's so much about whether they will or won't, more along lines of will they get away with it? Because let's be honest here, if the government can get away with doing it, they absolutely will. If they don't encounter resistance, this is going to happen. But if they do, then it probably won't. Requires car companies to equip all vehicles with an advanced alcohol monitoring system. Now, there, there's two problems I have with this. The, the first one is the fact that well, th this is just pure nanny statism. The second one is now you're going to have your car spying on you. Now, I have two major problems with this here. The first one is that this is just pure nanny statism. The second is that you're being treated guilty until proven innocent, which is the form of a breathalyzer in your car. So they're assuming that you're guilty of drinking and driving and you have to prove that you're not loaded to go and drive your car. This is one of the most un-American forms of legislation I have ever seen. Allows the federal government to bypass the Buy American Rules, promoting outsourcing to countries such as communist China. Yeah, because that's exactly what we want to do is give more of our money to China and not to Americans. Enables mass migration by funding border crossings and migrant welcome centers while including zero dollars for border wall construction. And honestly, that shouldn't be a surprise because, you know, Trump supported it. Ironically enough, this used to be a Democratic position before Trump went and adopted it. Of course, they had to do the opposite of everything that he did. Defines gender identity as a protected class. And again, this has absolutely nothing to do with infrastructure, just more of just be careful what you wish for. Enacts racial quotas for broadband spending. Rewards states that support and facilitate illegal immigration to the United States, also for broadband spending. You know, there's a funny thing about illegal immigration. It's supposed to be illegal. I don't understand why the federal government wants to go and reward these states for doing so. Ends and tracks policy slash goals of creating a profit and seeking to minimize cost. And to dive a little deeper on Amtrak, this coming from The Hill, today after spending more than $100 billion, many lines on the rail system lose money, 
Rather than pouring $50 billion more in subsidies into the railroad, Amtrak should be privatized. There's no law of economics that says railroads have to lose money. Includes multiple radical climate change provisions, including over $50 billion to protect against climate change and $21 billion for environmental remediation. Whatever that means. Additionally, H.R. 3684 will modernize the power grid to accommodate green energy. But I do want to point out that, at least for the Texas power grid, we already have solar and wind. Now, my question is, will this include nuclear energy? Of course not, because this is something that the environmental activists have been actively working against for decades. And among other provisions, the bipartisan bill includes $36 billion for public transportation. $15 billion altogether for electrical transportation, $65 billion for broadband. And by broadband, they mean broadband internet. And that was one thing I didn't realize that was now being included under infrastructure is the internet itself. Whenever I hear infrastructure, I always think of roads, bridges, dams, water systems, and of course, the power grid. House progressives pushing for a $3.5 trillion bill. Regardless of whether H.R. 3684 passes, far-left Democrats are pushing for another significant, more expensive $3.5 trillion spending bill. They intend to pass it through the reconciliation process that only requires a simple majority to pass, thus bypassing the filibuster. Congressional Democrats are already working on this bill, with both the House and Senate having passed Senate Concurrent Resolution 14, which paves the way for it. Although not yet having a bill number, Democrats have dubbed it the Build Back Better Act, an obvious reference to a globalist United Nations program. Democrats are seeking to cram as many of their far-left policy goals as possible into this $3.5 trillion bill, which could actually cost up to $5.5 trillion. These goals include, by 2030, mandate a 50% reduction in carbon emissions along with 80% clean energy. Not only does this sound like the Green New Deal all over again, this is directly in alignment with Agenda 2030. Multiple other climate change provisions, including tax incentives, a civilian climate core that includes up to 1.5 million people, weatherizing, electrifying buildings, and other measures to rig the U.S. economy in favor of green energy. Now, for one, I'm not exactly against green energy, as long as it's able to do what it's supposed to do, which is provide us energy. Now, if this is designed to go and lower the quality of life for Americans, I'm absolutely dead set against it. I kind of feel like they're beginning to try and get us into lowering our expectations, kind of like what we've been seeing with these supply chain shortages. A carbon tariff that will essentially sanction countries that don't conform to the green agenda. As you can see, this is one of the major drawbacks of having a global economy. Because if countries don't conform, they're going to be forced into compliance by being taxed to death. A major expansion of Medicare, possibly including the lowering of eligibility age, along with Medicaid. Paid family medical leave, among expanding other social programs. Now, this is something I don't understand why it's being included, because most modern companies already have this as a benefit. The company I work for actually has a very generous family leave policy. And the ones that don't are typically the small mom and pop type businesses, which this would probably just end up hurting them. Universal pre-K, which is part of the leftist plan to subvert the family. Free community college. 
the blatantly unconstitutional and globalist PRO Act, which is a partisan giveaway to labor unions that will further integrate the U.S. into a trade agreement like the USMCA. A significant funding increase for the IRS to enable it to take even more of Americans' income than it already does. And again, this is something that I already kind of covered. Potentially a national plastic tax and a debt ceiling increase. Now, if you are someone who lives in California, you're already familiar with what a plastic tax is. At least when it comes to going to the grocery store and wanting a plastic bag to carry out your groceries. However, it looks like in this instance, it's going to be a 20 cent per pound fee on the sale of virgin plastic. These essentially are plastics that are used to make single use plastic items, such as bottles and plastic bags. Increasing taxes on Americans making over 50,000 a year and raise the corporate tax to a level higher than communist China's. Now, initially, they said that they're wanting to go and tax the rich, but anything over $50,000 within a certain range is obviously still within the middle class. Now, if you go and Google middle class income, you'll get this result. Pew defines middle class as a person earning between two thirds and twice the median American household income, which in 2019 was $68,703, according to the United States Census Bureau. That puts the base salary to be middle class just shy of $46,000. So a tax on $50,000 or more is simply just another tax on the middle class. Enact portions of the PRO Act, which would entrench the powers of labor unions over businesses and workers. And potentially give amnesty to 6.7 million illegal aliens. Potential amnesty for illegal aliens. In a small victory for conservatives, the Senate parliamentarian struck down a proposal to add even broader mass amnesty to the bill. But Democrats want to attach other immigration-related provisions to the bill. Now, it's pretty apparent why the Democrats want to go and do this. The more illegal immigrants that go and enter the country, specifically in blue states, when they do a census, they're doing a head count of the number of people within that state and not actual citizens. So essentially what they're doing is stacking the deck. This means that blue states will get more people in Congress. It's a way of subverting the system, so to speak. Much like court packing. Trojan horse for Marxism. As is evident when viewing both bills' provisions, the two infrastructure bills would implement a wide range of socialist policies reminiscent of the Great Reset. Environmentalists recognize the plan's potential to implement their agenda, according to left-wing Atlantic magazine. If you want the United States to act at a national level to fight climate change, this is the climate bill. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer made a similar statement. I will not pass an infrastructure package that first doesn't reduce carbon pollution at the scale commensurate with the climate crisis. We are going to have a strong, bold climate bill. Furthermore, Senator Ed Markey, Democrat of Massachusetts, has publicly stated that the Green New Deal is in the DNA of the so-called infrastructure bill. As we all know, the Green New Deal wasn't exactly all that popular. There was a reason why it was shot down. So this is nothing more than just a way of sneaking it through the back door. It's not an exaggeration to state that the future of the United States and liberty itself is at stake with these two infrastructure bills. House Republicans, if they value liberty, would be wise to stick together and vote against H.R. 3684 on Monday. To urge your U.S. representative and senator to reject both bipartisan H.R. 3684 and the partisan $3.5 trillion Build Back Better Act, visit the John Birch Society's legislative alert here. And I will go and include this link 
in the description of the video. Now, it would behoove you to go and contact your representatives, both in the House and in the Senate. These bills are chock full of really bad ideas, and we need to do everything we can to go and push back against it. And this is something that we can do, even though it is just a small thing, to push back against the Great Reset. Now, one last thing before I wrap up this video. Throughout the summer, we've been experiencing supply chain shortages, and I'm reasonably sure that some of you watching this video have probably even experienced them. I know I have, but to a very moderate degree. I've seen this with trying to get cat litter, Pop-Tarts, and even Gatorade. Again, nothing super important. But things are supposed to get worse, even to the point where the lamestream media has been reporting on it. Now, if you've been putting off prepping, you should probably stop doing that. Now is the time to get prepared before there is any kind of major shortages. Again, I don't know what they're going to be. A lot of things I hear is probably going to be things like consumer products, toys, electronics. So if you've been putting off buying a new TV, you should probably do that before things either disappear or the prices start going up. The worst time to go and prepare for the storm is really when you're in the middle of it. This is Ian, signing off. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the Cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, the following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and scheduled for ideological vaccination. To avoid cancellation, please update your ideological contact tracing app on your smart device immediately. Here's a fun fact. Only vaccinated black lives matter. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't think about it, I mean, that's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice, Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake. <laughs>